Okay, we're live. Kira. Sorry. Hey. I'm, I'm like a squirrel. <laughs> I um okay friends. So back to our guest of honor. So I'm gonna do a quick intro of you because you're amazing. So Kira and I first first connected when? Like years ago. It's been years what, three, four like years ago. Forever. It's been a long time. We know it was like back of voices in dentistry. I interviewed Voices you. of Dentistry. <laughs> yes, yes. It was Voices of Dentistry. This was the second VOD, I believe. Mm -hmm. And we were on the same panel for like okay. women in the industry. And then I've just been like geeking out over everything that you've been building and creating. And so Kira Dent is a, um, well, one, she's a friend, but she is an incredible businesswoman. She's the founder and creator of the Dental A-Team podcast and consulting agency. And we have the honor and privilege of hearing her speak at our Napa startup retreat. So um, yeah, I've been, I've been dying to get you on Kira. Like I've been, yeah, it's, I mean, Kira was in my office. How many, when was that? Like two, two <laughs> you years ago? just started. It was like right before COVID and you weren't just starting, but I remember like sitting there making laminated sheets with you late at night and meeting your team. <laughs> we had a good time. <laughs> you are, um, you came in, you came in like guns a blazing and you had, you, you brought in your consultant helper and you guys just went to town. Like you pulled all the reports, you, uh, GSD. If you guys don't know what GSD, it's get shit done or get stuff done if you want to be rated G. But she literally came in and the first day, like it was like the Tasmanian devil came in and basically revamped my whole like everything. It was it was amazing. So um, and that's why I could not wait to to have you as a guest. And and I am super, super honored to have you be a partner in, in helping um, launch this, this retreat. So thank you for being here today. Oh my gosh. I, I just have so much love for you because I feel like we kind of grew in the industry together. And so it's like seeing you grow and evolve. I remember coming to Smile & Co and you were just like the cutest little like housewarming person. Like you were like, come see, sit on my back patio area. And yeah, I just loved that you said like, Kira, I'm so glad you're here. These are all the things that I didn't even know I should know. And yeah. so to also be able to be a part of this, I'm so pumped for the Napa retreat. You, if any, I know anybody who can put on the most killer epic retreat. It is you. I've been to several things you've done. Um, and I'm just honored. You. Anything you do, Ashley, we back. We want to be here with you. And I'm more than happy to support. And I mean, coming to Napa and hanging out with your yeah. people and um, getting to know them and rub shoulders with some of the greatest people out there is just going to be epic and fun. So I'm just super happy to be here. Oh, my gosh. Um, OK, we're total girl crushing on each other right now. I love it. The podcast, right? And we were doing the same thing last time. We only yes. talk on podcasts or Facebook lives and we should probably do it. Yeah, like, we totally hey, how do. you doing? <laughs> you, you know what it is because every conversation with you, there are so many pearls of wisdom that it has to be recorded in some format or another. Mm -hmm. Otherwise it's like, yeah, the, the world needs to hear what you have to say. So um, without further ado, we have, what do we have on the menu with you today? I mean, this is not going to be the last time that you 
that you see Kira by any means, but I think we are going to be talking about no-shows, treatment mm -hmm. planning, and case acceptance. So um, you guys, if you are watching, can you say hi and feel free to message your your questions, your comments below. This is um, this is an interactive live. And I mean, you're going to be able to pick the brain of Kira and Kira has been an office manager, a regional manager. She's She owns practices. She, she's been in and out of hundreds of practices. So she gets a, a bird's eye vantage point. She gets a bird's eye view of what amazing offices are doing and where there needs to be more communication, what have you. So without further ado, um, where do you want to start? Yeah, well, let's just uh, kick it off because thank you for saying that. And my background, while yes, love of dentistry, I used to also teach high school and that's a true story. And so guys, I did not know that. <laughs> fun. I actually taught high school sign language, another fun fact. Um, but I just want you guys to know tonight is your time. Yes, we've got these topics of no-shows, treatment planning, case acceptance. But if you've got a burning hot topic, Ashley's awesome. She'll be monitoring the chat. I can see it, guys. I feed off of your energy, so please keep it coming. Um, I think we should just kick it off of like, where are people at tonight? I'm always curious of, like, I yes, it's fun. Ashley and I are chatting, but where are you guys at tonight? Like, pop it in the chat. I just want to hear where are you guys coming in from? Um, I'm seeing a Texas. I'm seeing a, uh, gosh, a Salt Lake. Okay, come on. Get them in there, guys. I love to hear from you, and I want this to be interactive. Um, a Salt Lake, a Nevada, keep them coming. Don't be shy. I just want to know where you guys are coming from because then I think we should talk it into like no-shows. What are, how do you prevent these no-shows? Because <clears throat> I think COVID did these practices into a completely different world. Like guys, I used to be a master at stopping cancellations on a schedule and then you get COVID and COVID's in a global pandemic that's why it's a pandemic and now we are like well I guess they've got this new excuse hopefully people don't use it as an excuse but we're starting to see these no-shows these cancellations holy like Swiss cheese schedules don't worry guys next month is <laughs> September which is also historically known as September like you guys are coming in with these issues and these problems so I think it's just a zone of like let's talk about your schedule and Ashley I mean you get private coaching right here I uh, ask anything to help your practice specifically. Yeah, I think diving yes. into these schedule issues. I are you noticing it, Ashley? Have you guys been having that Swiss cheese schedule, or what have you guys been noticing? It's actually been really awful. In fact, just today, I mean, we had our morning huddle, and they had three hours of my doctor, my associate, well, my lovely associate, not seeing a patient, and I'm like where what's happening guys like what like where do we pull from and apparently they've been calling and trying to get people but i mean there's a legitimate excuse people have covid people are not feeling well or at least they're saying they have covid and what are you going to do make sure. them come no so we absolutely we we are definitely seeing the swiss cheese schedule unfortunately yeah, it's, it's, and the thing I love about what I do is I get to coach offices all across the nation. Um, we've got offices, uh, I saw Florida come through as well, hello. Uh, but coaching offices coast to coast, plus in other countries, I've coached in Australia, New Zealand, Canada, like 
offices, I think the reason I love groups and I'm so excited to be in this group today is because so many people feel that they're the only office, but you having a Swiss cheese schedule is not a specialty mm -hmm. to you. It's common across the nation. So let's give you guys some tips and tricks of how to prevent that. So one of the first things, and so many offices that I coach, offices that we teach, um, offices on the podcast, uh, they're just saying like, here, I already do that. So what I would encourage, like you guys are smart. You're here tonight. You're giving up your time. You are the elite crowd of people. So kudos to you guys for being here. You're the office that I want to come to because you're actually investing in making your practice better. So just realize some of the things I say might feel like you're doing just like we might feel like we're eating healthy. But when you actually look at what you're eating, some of those healthy foods aren't actually healthy. Or if we change the timing of eating certain foods, we could get better results. That's a lot of what I'll give you guys tips on is everything I implement, and Ashley can say this, like it's not hard. Everything I will recommend to you guys is very simple, but just because it's simple doesn't mean it's easy. And really it's gonna come down to execution. So with these no-shows, I actually like to go back and let's look at your guys's confirmation process because sometimes no-shows are coming like as a scheduler, uh, Ashley mentioned, I've been an office manager, I've been a treatment coordinator, a scheduler, a dental assistant, I've taught at a dental college, I've owned practices, I currently do as well. Um, but as a scheduler, I love to just have a full day. But when I sometimes go into offices, I personally think a non-confirmed patient, consider them just a dead patient, like they're not going to show up. And if they do, high five, but odds are, why are we letting that space where they're not confirmed be? Um, so I say get really used to also training your patients. And yes, I'm not going to lie, you'll probably have a good three to six month span where it's actually not convenient. It's not easy, you're going to have more fall offs of your schedule, but we're training our patients. Um, one of my first podcasts I ever recorded, like this is like back in the archives, I think we're on like 400 episodes, which I still can't believe we've done that many. Um, but one of the first ones I wanna say, this is like in the first 10, I called it, don't break up with me. And basically I thought about with our schedules, well, think about it. How many of you are ever going to break up with your hair girl? Like, Ashley, when you're going to get your hair done, do you ever cancel on her? No. Why not? Never. Because <laughs> one, I have a deposit already. And two, it takes forever to get on her schedule. Absolutely. Yeah. She has created this reoccurring client in you and you will never, ever, ever miss that. Like I see moms that go to pick their kids up from daycare and like they will jump over burning buildings to get there to not have that one minute. Like the daycare has trained you guys that if something mm -hmm. happens, you're not gonna like bail on the daycare. You're not gonna bail on your hair girl. You're not gonna bail on your eyelash girl. You're gonna bail on other things. So as a dental practice, are we easy to break up with? So that's where I think about uh, one, are our patients being confirmed? So let's go further out. Let's make sure our patients are truly confirmed. And if they're not confirmed, I like to actually make a second call and like, so off the schedule, and I just scooch those non-confirmed patients over and I call that kind of like my dead column. So that way they're not just sitting there unconfirmed, they have to be confirmed. People say, hey Kira, how can I even do this? So I've trained several hundreds of offices, guys. We work with hundreds of offices, so I know this works. These aren't just theories, they actually work. I've tried them out, I've done them, so it's not just theory. But we just say like, hey Ashley, um, I just wanted to give you a call. We do need to get your appointment confirmed. And if I don't hear from you by end of day, I will need to move you to another day and reschedule your appointment. Give me a quick call back. That way I don't need to reschedule you. I send them a text with the same verbiage. This way Ashley just learned the rules of the game for our practice. And it's okay if the rules mm -hmm. changed as of today, 
she now knows. This is now gonna help you guys start to train your patients that if they don't confirm, we're scooching them off the schedule. So that would be tip number one is let's look at our confirmation process. Let's make sure they're confirmed. Number two, Ashley, you said it really well. If you are getting cancellations or no-shows, deposits are going to save your life because patients who have put money down are more likely to show up. Um, my husband and I were in IVF right now. For me to even make an appointment on their schedule, I had to fill out all these crazy forms. I had to pay it, like get my credit card on file before I could even like talk to them to schedule. And I just think they know I'm a committed patient. <laughs> like I'm showing up mm -hmm. if I had to go through that much work to get there. So I think if you are having this trouble, let's make deposits easy. And a lot of offices don't like to do deposits because it's hard because we've made it hard. So I just like it to be very simple. You can do one of two ways. If it's a restorative appointment, so all restorative appointments, it could be a 10% down or it could be $100 per hour increment that we're scheduling. Either way, it gets really, really, really hard if it's like, okay, well, for this kind of appointment, we charge $50. For this kind of an appointment, we charge $100. Me as your scheduler, I don't want to collect money because I get nervous because it's not mm -hmm. consistent. So if it's $100 for one hour, $200 for two hours, $300 for three hours, now, of course, if their deductible is going to be different, if you're not fee-for-service, it might just be easier to do a 10% deposit. I usually say, perfect, so today to reserve that appointment, it will be $100 out of pocket, and I can do cash or card, which do you prefer? Own it. Don't be afraid of that. No. Stick that on. Ashley, any thoughts that you've got on that or questions? No, I, I love that. And we have, you know, we had talked about implementing some kind of deposit to reserve the spot before COVID happened, when you were in our office, like telling us like, this is what you need to do. And then COVID kind of screwed everything up. And then we were just letting bad habits go back to the way they used to be. And, um, but now we are collecting. Um, so anything over an hour, we are collecting um, a reservation fee. Now, are you recommending they do that also for hygiene? If it's an SRP side, I would say yes. If you're in a PPO insurance driven practice, it's really uncomfortable and weird to collect deposits on recare appointments, but an SRP block that I am doing, yes, absolutely you can collect it. And maybe for your SRPs, it's like 50 bucks. And then for your, your treatment restorative ones, it's 100, 200, 300, whatever you guys do. But just like my best piece of advice on this is make it very, very simple. So your treatment coordinators, mm -hmm. your schedulers, they don't get scared and they'll start collecting money. And, and if someone does cancel without 40, 24 hour notice or um, same day, do you, are you keeping that deposit or like what, it, what is the rule? Are you just applying it for when they do come in or is that lost money for them? So, yeah, it's a great question. And also you said something of this confirmation time of 48 hours, 24 hours, what are the, because that's also going to help you guys. So yes, that is a non-refundable deposit. So if they choose not to come, that is money to the practice. However, when they come, that money is put towards their treatment. But I don't want to train them that, hey, Ashley, you can call me, you can cancel me anytime, and I'll just reapply right. this money because why collect a deposit? So yes, it's a non-refundable. Um, but I personally like to give, I say, but hey, if you need to change this appointment, no problem, just give me a 48 hour notice. That way there's no, no issues, I'm happy to move it. The reason I do 48 hours instead of 24 is because 
it's really hard to fill a schedule last minute. And so giving me that 48 hour window absolutely can cut down on these no shows as well. They've got to call you. They need to get it rescheduled. No problem. I'll happily help you. But if it's within that 48 hour window, that's when we're going to have a trouble time. And I've got some good verbiage for you guys on that. I was was just going to say, I was just going to say, so what Kira is so badass about is the role playing and um, you're, I mean, communication is everything. Communication, how you say things, like your verbiage. If, if you guys um, have a pen and paper handy, you guys need to be taking notes because I really, can, can we role play for a, a second? Like pretend totally. I'm a patient trying to uh, break up with you the morning of, <laughs> and I have a three hour appointment. I have a three hour appointment with the doctor. Okay. Yeah. Um, hey, here we go. Okay. Hi, thank you for calling Smile & Co. Dentistry. This is Kira. How can I help you? Hi, Kira. I am so sorry, um, but I, unfortunately, I I can't come into my, to my appointment today. Oh my gosh, Ashley. I am so sorry to hear that. I know Dr. Hovis is so excited to see you today. What's going on? Well, um, I think I'm getting like this tickle in my throat and I don't know, like I, I just, I, you know, I, I just don't think I can make it. Like, I just, I'm, I'm starting to get a headache and I don't want anybody to get potentially sick. I mean, I didn't test positive or anything, but you know, I just, I'm not a hundred percent today. Gotcha. Well, I appreciate you being concerned about our, our practice. I, I definitely want you to be comfortable. Just so you know, today's procedure, as long as you haven't tested positive for COVID, uh, Dr. Hovis, totally fine. We can have you come in. I will make sure it's very comfortable for you. You will be here for um, a couple of hours, and we will be beyond accommodating for you, for you to be able to come in today. Okay. I mean... I guess I can come in. What, what um, do you, do you know at what, like what time I'm going to get out though? Because I kind of have like a nail appointment that just were able to squeeze me in. Yeah, no, I This don't. happens all the time. It like, does. This is real life guys. And I'm going to like tell you why. It really does. Things. Yes. Um, oh my gosh. Yes. I love it. Where, where, where do you go to get your nails done? I need a good nail girl. Where do you go? <laughs> Oh, this place called Spring Nails. Oh my gosh, I love them. Okay, I'm going to have to go. But yes, today, Dr. Hobis, um, I've got you scheduled until 11. You're our first appointment of the day today. So I've got you scheduled till 11. I'll let Dr. Hobis know you've got that nail appointment. So we'll try and scoot you out. If not, don't worry. I'm happy to even call your nail girl for you. But like, I promise I'll get you in and out as soon as possible. Okay. Well, thank you. I guess I can come then. Um, I'll, okay, I'll, I'll come. Okay, okay, I'll see you soon. Okay. Thank you. All right, Ashley, how was that on your side? Because I was a little like hot and sweaty on my I know, side. <laughs> I know. I was like, okay, because I was thinking in my head all of the reasons um, that we've heard as of late, like, okay, I'm not feeling so well. Um, and you know that they are, they're kind of um, dragging their feet just because they know that they're going to have to pay, right, mm-hmm. um, at this appointment. Um, but if they are prepaying or if you're collecting a portion of that then then it's less that they're going to collect mm-hmm. like what are your um w- when you know that the person is really trying not to come in because of payment mm-hmm. what is the verbiage that our front office can can utilize for that okay 
So I want to add a few things and I'm going to answer that. I hope people heard this because what happens is we often assume, like if I knew Ashley, I'm like, oh, I know she doesn't want to pay. Guys, if you noticed, I asked her, what's going on? Like, I want mm-hmm. Ashley to tell me that she's not coming in because of payment. I, w- I don't want to assume because if I give her an option to be out, she's going to pick up whatever I toss to her. So I'm like, oh, what's going on? You guys can have your own policies in your practice. For us, it was if they're not positive, um, you know, tickle in your throat, no problem. We're all taken care of. But that's an office preference. If Ashley would have truly been sick, I would have been like, dang it, Ashley, I'm so sorry to hear that. Like if she's really, truly sick, I'm going to reschedule her. I'm going to flag it in her account so she can't pull this on me every single week. I'm going to put a note of why she's calling in. Now, let's say Ashley didn't have that. She's like, oh, Kira, you know, something just came up and I can't come in. Sometimes patients won't feed me the information. But notice, I awkwardly sat there with Ashley waiting for her to tell me what's going on. The reality is she didn't want to come in because she wanted to go to the nail appointment. But I had to sit awkwardly and wait as a very empathetic friend wondering what's going on with her. So really what she was coming up with was timing. She really wanted to get out to go to her nail appointment. Fantastic. I can scooch it up, tell the doctor, see if we could get her out sooner. Um, But I really wanted to point that out. Otherwise, if Ashley's not really sick, she just tells me, hey, uh, I just, you know, I don't think I'll be able to make it. And I'm like, what's going on? Oh, Kira, something just came up. I'm like, oh, well, you know, I did have you scheduled for three hours today with Dr. Hovis. My next availability for you, Ashley, and this is paramount, guys. For you, Ashley, the patient calling me today is, oh my gosh, Ashley, for you, my next available appointment is going to be um, September 24th at 2 p.m. And I just stop. I'm going to choose a yucky time of the day and I'm going to go at least six weeks out. And then I just stop and I say, that'll be my next available for you. I don't care, schedulers, if you have an appointment tomorrow or the next day or the next day, because Ashley needs to know she cannot come in tomorrow if she calls me last minute. So I scooch her out six weeks and I just pause. And she might be like, oh, at two o'clock, I get an eight o'clock. Um, I'm going to come today. I'm going to change my schedule. Mm-hmm. Remember the babysitter, the, the daycares, the nail girls, the hair girls, like we are going to get her to want to come in. So that's how I create that urgency. But yet, if you say, if they're like, I just can't afford it. I think that's, again, let's go back in time to making sure that they schedule and they sign off on treatment plans and say, okay, when you come in today, this will be your total. For some offices, and I've seen this actually work really well, some offices, what they're doing is they're actually calling or they have a credit card on file where they will run it the day before so the patient knows, so I don't even have to deal with money when they come in. So that can actually be a solution. If I know it's truly money and they say, you know what, Kara, bottom line is I just can't afford it. I'm going to pivot on that and say, Ashley, thank you so much for telling me. I know that that's really sometimes can be tricky to have to say. Um, let's, let's actually come up with some solutions. So my job is to create solutions. And so walk me through. I know we've got this pretty extensive one today. I know we reserved this time for you today. We do require 48-hour notice for any appointment changes. I did not say cancellations. I said appointment changes. Um, cause I don't ever want to plan to see that Ashley can cancel on me. So any appointment changes. So let's actually talk of some options of what we could do. So today, this is the total with that. What talked me through that? Like, what could you afford? What could you not? My job is to find solutions. I've got third party financing. Have we discussed that as a solution from here? My job is to still partner with Ashley and create some solutions for her. My, my goal as a scheduler is if she could even come in for 
one hour and I can get it down. I know I've got three hours blocked. If I could still keep her to come in, still help with treatment on it, fantastic. I've got two hours, like I've got an hour to fill this extra two hour block. So teaching your team to te- think in ways like this, like I obviously want to help Ashley out. I want to keep our schedule full. I want to remind Ashley of the rules of what's going on, but this is really where you can then partner with them. You can c- collaborate with them. But at the end of the day, I also have the patient help become a solution to their success as well. Did that help answer your question, Ashley? Yes, no, absolutely. And um, do you want to tackle that question? Yeah. So <laughs> I oh, I'll, re- I'll, re- I'll read it for the podcasters who can't see the video. Sure. Uh, we have a lot of, I tested positive for COVID. Are you guys requesting proof of a positive test? All right. So on that, the answer is no, I'm not requesting. I don't want to see these things. I don't want them texting me. That's fine. Um, just like I, if someone's got a stomach ache, I'm not asking them to show me that they puked in a napkin. Like, that's okay. I don't need to see this, right? I think it's an equivalent piece. Um, and so with that, what I say is, oh my gosh, Ashley, I am so sorry to hear that. I hope you feel better. Um, best thing that helped me was I literally just loaded up on Delsum to help with my cough and I took uh, Benadryl at night so that way I could get over it faster. So I hope everything goes better for you. Let me actually schedule you two weeks out. That way I just get you on the schedule. So when you guys are feeling better, you've already got an appointment reserved for you. And I wish you and your family all the best of the healing. And I'm going to scooch her two weeks out. The reason what I see is we're going to probably hit guys, get ready. We're in summertime. And if we mirror what we did last year, we're about to go into the fall we're going to start seeing more COVID cases on the rise. It's just like the flu. I'm not saying COVID and the flu are the same. I'm saying the trends of when we get sick tend to be everyone's back to school. We're getting groups back together. We're going to see an influx of of more COVID cases. So that's what I say is just start rolling them out two weeks. You'll have a two-week dead time, so just get ready. But then all those cases are going to start to move and you'll open up. Some offices say, Kira, but in two weeks, I'm totally jam-packed full What I do is all those COVID cases, I just move them into wherever I can put them in the schedule, flag them as an ASAP person because that person probably will want to come in sooner. And I just scooch them forward as I get fallout on my schedule for more COVID cases. So no, I don't ask uh, for for proof of it, but that is what I do with all those COVID cases just to keep my schedule full in the future. And um, that question, you want to read that one? Yes. Okay. So... Great questions. Are you taking the non-refundable deposit when they test positive? Such a good question. I'm glad you guys are asking because let's make this very clear for you. On this one, I say the deposit is truly for if they just don't show up like nail appointment girl over here. That's the girl I'm going to be collecting the deposit on. Like, honey. And I would probably use that if I had collected a deposit of like, Ashley, dang it. So you did put that $200 deposit down, just so you know, it is non-refundable. So if I need to move you today, then it is going to be a loss of 200. Instantly, she's like, oh, nail appointment's not 200 bucks. I'm probably gonna come in. I don't wanna use it as a threatening. So I always say for offices, when we're looking at these deposits, things that are true emergencies, if they truly test positive for COVID, we don't want them in the practice. That's not a bad patient. Thank you for letting me know. I will still write why they did it because guess what? You will have some naughty patients that figured out that you will let them out of appointments for COVID. 
So every two weeks they're calling me that they have COVID and I'm like, you're freaking lying to me. At that point, they go on a, <laughs> oh, Ashley, that is just so rough. You got COVID double whammy back to back. Like, I am so sorry to hear that. So it sounds like you're real busy. I'm actually going to put you on a same day call in. So when you get over it, you just give me a call. And if I can work you in same day, fantastic. But that way you can just get better and not have to worry about your appointments. Instantly, I don't have to get her as a nasty patient in my schedule where she keeps canceling on me. She calls me on a same day call in, but I'm no longer reserving appointments for her. So patients who are good patients that tested positive for COVID, if they have a death in the family, if they have someone had a baby, if they legitimately are puking their guts out, those things, guess what? That's life, guys. Let's be accommodating to them. I'm not taking their deposit. If they chose to double book a meeting on me and didn't give me enough notice, that is the person that I might be taking it. Typically, I will wave one time and be like, oh, Ashley, dang it, that would be a, this would be the time where you'd be losing that $200 deposit. Dr. Hovis loves you. You're one of my favorite patients. This time I'm going to wave it. But next time, if you, um, I just need a 48 hour notice to avoid losing your deposit in the future. So especially as you're trying to implement this deposit thing to get those no-shows to stop, that's how I would roll this out. Give them a one-time warning, but then next time you will have to actually execute on it. I don't want to make enemies, but I do need to be, you know, I remember watching moms at the park and like, you throw that ball one more time, Johnny, we're going home. That kid chucks the ball a hundred times and they never go home. But yet, if you're like my friend, Allie, she was like, Madden, if you throw that one more time, we're going home. And sure enough, Allie would pick up Madden and he would be screaming and they'd be walking home. But the next time Madden didn't throw things. And I feel like what kind of, not that we're parenting, but what kind of a relationship do we want to build with our patients? That's what I build. No, I love that. And, and I, I can speak from myself, like it, I, in the age of online reviews, your reputation, I mean, everything is all over the internet. If you treat a patient even remotely badly, not saying that any of us would do this intentionally, but there's always two sides to the story. And, and unfortunately, because of HIPAA, we aren't able to say, no, actually, that was your fifth offense, blah, 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 you, you know. But um, I think a lot of us are gun shy because we are startups. We are building our practices. Maybe we don't have the capacity yet. So we're taking those patients, whether they cancel on us or not. So, I mean, it's just you don't you don't want to treat those patients long term. Like no. they, if they don't respect their time, it's better that they just go. And um, and it's worth potentially getting a negative review about it. What I say let them find. That? I say let them find their dream practice, and you open up space to attract your perfect patients. Because at the end of the day, it's going to be there. But if you're spending all your time, effort, energy, thoughts on these patients who don't show up for their appointments, give you holy schedules, they don't respect your time or your your office, like they're just a ticking time bomb of more problems down. They're going to be the person right. complaining about their bill. They're going to say that you misquoted them on this. Like to me, it's just not worth it. But I will say yeah. most of the time, the only time frustration occurs, guys, is when expectations aren't met. So if you set mm-hmm. the expectation, if they're signing treatment plans, if they know about 48 hours, which all these things, the 48 hours that goes on my treatment plan that they sign and I say it verbally, it's on my voicemail. My voicemail literally says, if you're calling for any appointment changes, never cancellations, like if you're calling to, um, for any appointment changes, 
please note we do require a 48-hour notice and we do not take appointment changes via voicemail. Please call during business hours. I also don't take appointment cancellations, like if they're trying to cancel, I don't take that via text message. I send them a message back that says, Ashley, hey, thanks so much for letting me know. I actually can't take care of this via text. I need you to give me a call um, and I'll be happy to take care of this for you. The reason I'm making them call for all these things is one, it's harder to break up with, but two, sometimes I can find a solution for them. Another great phrase when they're calling to cancel is like, Ashley, oh my gosh, what could I do to help you keep this appointment today? The ball is back in her court. So I think, yes, well, yes, we are afraid of these negative reviews. We're building our brands. I, I was terrified. I didn't even want to have Google for our company for a long time. I was like, no, don't do it. And then I just thought, Kira, number one, that negative review is going to make me better. So I have to realize if like the book Raving Fans, I think changed my perspective. Because if someone's willing to write me a negative review, that means they have hope that I can change. I have physically myself called patients that have left me negative reviews and said, hey, we are growing our practice. Like, thank you for that feedback. I want to talk to you a little bit more about that. Fill me in. I have had people change their reviews from one star to five stars just by calling them. So I feel like take that negative review. Like I would rather not live in fear of that negative review and set my practice up for success and realize that negative review means they care and they know that I care and they're willing to give me a chance to change. If they didn't give me a negative review, then guess what? I never have an opportunity to improve. So I would say just change how you're viewing that as well. And that can help eliminate that fear for you. Oh, so good. So good. I mean, I would never do it. I don't want, I don't want to talk to anybody who leaves me a negative review. Um, but uh, kudos to you for, for wanting to do that. Um, but so yeah, let's actually no, clarify that, Ashley. I'm yes. not the dentist. Don't, Dennis, I wouldn't say you usually have to call. Have your office manager call. Have somebody who's a good word ninja and great with people call. No way, Ashley, shoot, Shelby, my girl Shelby. I'm like, oh, Shelby, will you call that client? And she's like, absolutely. So don't worry. Like, I call this as an office manager because I'm like, oh, gotcha. you hate me. I'm devastated. Yes. I'm crying on the bed. I'm not calling yeah. this patient. Are you kidding me? I'm like, I don't want to see you again or I'm going to send you like a thousand roses so you don't like, like you like yes. me just because I'm nice. Don't worry. No, like to be very clear on that. I think it's okay. very uncomfortable and very terrifying mm -hmm. as the business owner because that feels like a direct stab on you as the owner. You feel like okay. you're terrible. Yeah. So on that, that's where you have a really good office manager or someone who's really good and you're just literally calling for information and to get better mm -hmm. feedback. And honestly, just hearing patients out so they feel like they were heard. 90% of the time, you still have your 10% crazy, but 90% of the time, that's going to fix it. So no, there's Ashley, are you kidding me? I'm a freaking chicken, guys. I can say all this because I'm supporting <laughs> you doctors. Like this is me as a team member and I go to bat for my doctor and I know my doctor's amazing yeah. and I'm going to be like taking care of our practice. As the owner, don't worry, guys, I can put on that hat right away and be like, holy, please don't make me do that. So just have a team member call them and you can get that review reversed. <laughs> okay, thank you. Okay, so we're at we're at the halfway point. So now I want to switch gears because you are a word ninja. I love that. Um, like you, like your case presentations and always assuming the yes I let, okay, can you put your treatment coordinator hat on and like give us, um, give us some things, some, some hints, some tidbits of advice that we can bring back to our practices while we're trying to close like these bigger cases? Yeah, absolutely. So 
Treatment planning, just so you guys know, is my absolute world of favorite. Like, I love my doctors. And just so you know, and I hope your treatment coordinator feels this way. And if not, like, have them listen to this and get on board because I felt my moral obligation and, and my passion and why I did my job was because if my doctor diagnoses it, my job as your TC is to find a way to close it. Like, because if not, that was you're not okay. <laughs> because she lost her phone, guys. She lost the phone. <laughs> It's right. <laughs> oh my gosh. A uh, quick story. My, uh, the best thing about my Apple watch is my ability to ping my phone and ask anyone in my office. They will hear it 10 times a day. Sorry, guys. I actually <laughs> meant to put the silent button and I'm so used to pinging it. That's why. Sorry. Sorry like, I, knew, I knew exactly what the sound is because I use it too. And I'm like, she lost her phone. That's right there. We're good to go. <laughs> This is why doctors have assistants, guys, and this is why I have assistants, because we need us. Um, But yes, so as my job as a TC, just so you know, I felt like my obligation and my obligation to my doctor and the patients was to find a way for them to say yes. So this was my favorite part of my job before I went into consulting. And I will say, um, I started out very, very young. I have freckles and um, I had braces on and I literally looked like a 12 year old being like, yeah, let's just pay 20 grand here. Like, how do I even know how to empathize with that? But some of my tips for you, Ashley, you actually said the number one tip is treatment planning is 80% psychology and 20% skill. And I want you guys to go home with that is whatever you believe, whatever you believe about treatment, whatever you believe about money, that is 80% of them saying yes to you. And for me, I used to think, and I will ask you all a question. You can do this in your head. Um, what is a big treatment plan to you? So like dollar-wise. Ashley, I'll ask you since we're here together. What is a big dollar amount for a treatment plan? What do you think is a large treatment plan to you? Um, 20 grand. 20 grand. Okay. So for you guys, I want you to answer. I asked Ashley on purpose. I knew her number would be higher. I already knew that about her. And the reason I know that is because she closes higher cases. But I would also guess with Ashley telling me that her limit of most cases she's closing is probably around 20 grand. She might hit a few 30s, a few 40s. And I literally don't know. I haven't been in her practice in a few years. But my guess is for her, her average treatment plan coming through would be about 20 grand. The reason I can assess that and guess that, and it might not be true, I could be totally off. But typically speaking, a large treatment plan is one that we feel like we could afford. So therefore, we're going to be comfortable. I've done this in a big room of people and my TCs are usually five grand, two grand, 10 grand. Um, Ashley's one of my highest that I've heard doing this. But just so you know, whatever number you come to is usually your, your money threshold. That's fine. We all have one, but we keep expanding. So when I started as a TC, I was closing 500, 1,000, $2,000 cases. Guess what, guys? I was freaking broke. My husband's in pharmacy school just to go buy a little Caesars. Felt like my life was falling apart. So $1,000 felt like a lot of money. And we all know we ate little Caesars while we were in pharmacy school, dental school, like we're dirt poor eating little Caesars. And I was like, this thing tastes like cardboard and I love it. And today I'm like, I lived on that. So, but then we become established, we get into our careers and you do one of two things. You're either going to feel like the treatment plan is indicative of your worth you're going to feel like it's indicative of how much you feel like people can afford, or you're going to get to a spot. And I hope you get to this spot of it's just a treatment plan. And there's no such thing as a big treatment plan or a small treatment plan. It is just a treatment plan. And this money doesn't dictate their worth. 
It doesn't dictate how much I'm worth. It is literally a treatment plan. And when I got to that level, I started closing 50, 60, 70, $80,000 treatment plans, same day close on a credit card. And I didn't even know credit cards went that high. So I was like, wow, we're buying a boat today. Like, I didn't even know this could exist. But what I found is it's all your psychology. So yes, that is the first thing is assume every patient wants to say yes to you because what that does is that actually creates the energy that you're going to be bringing to the table. So I tell doctors like have a trigger spot when you walk through that door to go do an exam. I want you just to think to yourself, you can have your mantra. Embarrassingly, I will share mine. Mine is everybody loves me and everybody says yes to me. And I don't care what you come up with. But the reason I say that is because I can assume everybody hates me or everybody can't afford this. And I'm going to bring that into existence. I believe that our thoughts become reality. I believe our words create worlds. So whatever energy I'm starting with is what I'm going to create. Uh, there's a quote by Tony Robbins, and he says, the greatest need in the human, like in our human behavior is the need to stay consistent with who we believe we are. So it's not who we actually are. It's who we believe we are. So if I believe people love me, guess what? I'm going to work my tail off to make sure people love me and say yes to me. I'm going to make that into a reality. So you get to choose. So that was mine. So doctors, when you walk through that exam room, I want like that door threshold to become your spot where you're like, this patient loves me and they're going to say yes to me. As treatment coordinators, it was everybody loves me and they say yes to me. Because I come in with a confidence and at the end of the day, your patients are actually buying your confidence. They don't know if you're a good dentist. They have no idea if the crown you put in my mouth is good or if it's bad. They literally don't know. They are buying your confidence. And so you're going to take that and run with it. So for me, that was the starting point. And doctors, please do us a solid. Give a comprehensive exam, but then give me a starting point. Oftentimes, the next piece of treatment planning is complexity and confusion leads to indecision. So if you're like, hey, well, we could do an implant or we could do a bridge or we could do a filling. This patient's like, what the heck am I supposed to do? So make right. it very simple. So I say just and I have my famous, famous, famous acronym, NDTR. You can say neuter. You can say new dentist, tough road. You can say Nevada dentist, totally rock. You can say I don't, I don't care. Never date the rookie, I think was one of the funniest ones I heard, but being mm -hmm. neutered was also probably one of my favorites. And that stands for, <laughs> give me the next visit. <laughs> They're like, Kira, I gotta be neutered when I work with you. And I was like, oh my gosh, <laughs> absolutely. So with that, it is literally going to be, N stands for next visit, D stands for the date, like the time frame for them to return, T stands for how much time, and R stands for recare scheduled. The reason I need this nice, pretty bow is doctors, if you can, I don't care, do a comprehensive exam, talk to them about implants, whatever it is, but start, hey, Kira, I want to get you back. We're going to start on the upper right. I recommend we do that implant. I would like to see you back within the next two weeks, and I need about two hours for that appointment. If you will give me that, you've eliminated half of the objections that are going to come. You've eliminated where do we start. You've eliminated when do they need to come back. You've eliminated how much time is this going to take. All of those are objections that patients will say, and you've eliminated it and made it very easy for them to say yes. It also became a perfect handoff that now your hygienist, your assistant can take it, have a nice pretty package, take it up to your treatment coordinator. Dr. Hobus wants to see Kira back in about two weeks for two hours to place that implant on the upper right. Dr. Hobus is really excited. Kira, what questions do you have for me? Sarah is amazing. She'll take great care of you. 
the most perfect handoff. Now I can pick it up and be like, perfect, let's get you back. I'm going to get you scheduled in two weeks with Dr. Hovis for two hours for that implant. I got Monday or Wednesday at two o'clock, which works best for you. I did a few things through there. One, I just took what you said. Two, I scheduled them first. Three, I'm going to talk about finances. I purposely do sequence like this. And the reason I say that is because just like in a combination lock, sequence matters. I can have a combination of three, two, one, but if I put the numbers in a one, two, three, yes, I had the right numbers, but the lock won't open because I didn't do the right sequence. So I have found, give me the perfect handoff with the NDTR. Then as the scheduler, have a perfect handoff, compliment the doctor, get them on the winning team. Dr. Hovis is amazing. You're going to love her. Her implants are incredible. You're going to have like the best smile and I can't wait for you. Let's get you scheduled. Uh, Dr. Hovis is available for that implant on Monday or Wednesday. I've got one o'clock or nine o'clock, which works best for you. People are always like, Kira, they're going to freak out. They want to talk about money. And I'm like, of course they do. But I'm also getting them committed because for me, everybody loves me and everyone says yes to me. So I'm going to assume that they're saying yes to me. Why wouldn't I schedule them? I'm going mm-hmm. to schedule them. If they're like, Kira, what does it cost? I'm going to be like, no problem. I'm absolutely going to talk to you about that. I just want to make sure I get a spot reserved in Dr. Dr. Hovis's schedule because she's super busy. I've got Wednesday or Monday, which works best for you. Mm-hmm. It's also, just so you guys know, Chaldini's principles is it is getting them into this, this mindset of saying yes to me already. I've got them mm-hmm. scheduled. They're more committed. They're most likely going to say yes. Now my only objection is money. And from there, I've got a thousand solutions from there. So then I say, perfect. And then uh, just say, no, Ashley, for the total, it looks like for this implant, it will be this amount. Your insurance is estimated to cover this amount. Your out-of-pocket, what I see, will be this. And today I do require a $200 deposit. I have cash or card, which would you prefer? I'm just merry matter of fact. Now, if you want, there's some verbiage of like, do you have savings for this, Ashley? Or would you like to talk about third parties financing? I picked that up on the road. I think that that's a great way to say it. So this way I can have the money combo without having to be like, Can you afford it? Can you not? But the reality is I assume they want to do it. I schedule them for it. I'm partnering with them to find out how they want to pay for it. And I'm very confident in it. I've complimented Dr. Hovis for it. I've made them feel like this patient is on the winning team and that Dr. Hovis is incredible. And I'm here to be their support. So hopefully that helped give kind of like the whole case acceptance way. Also, as you heard, I hope when I presented the treatment plan, I did in no way, shape or form say the insurance swear words first. Insurance is secondary. It is always here's the treatment. This is what your total will be. Insurance is estimated for this amount and this will be your out of pocket total. I also didn't say the words out loud on purpose because when I say, Ashley, it's going to cost you five grand for this implant. Like what the heck? That's a lot. But if I just point to the 5,000 down there, instantly it doesn't feel that scary for them. So that's kind of a lot of pieces. Ashley, what questions do you have or what questions does oh my have? I just want to give you guys the whole okay. picture. <laughs> so I told, this is why Kira is one of my faves, guys. She's all about tactical stuff. Okay, so just to recap, NDTR, N is for next appointment, next visit. You got it. D, D is for? Date. So is it one week, is it two week, is it three week date? And the reason that's important is because you doctors love to be like, we'll just get you back when you can. We'll just see you as soon as you can. Guess what, guys? If you're my mom, she's like, I'll see you as soon as I can in six years. Bye. Right. So just giving them a date, it doesn't mean the crown's going to break in two weeks. It just helps your patient know a calendar date that you and them can figure out. One to two weeks, I don't care. Look at your schedule. If your schedule's open tomorrow, get them back tomorrow. 
but it's just giving you and them a date that you both can commit to so that right. it cuts that confusion. Awesome. And then T is for time. And yep. then the R is for the recare schedule. You totally. Said? Yep. And the okay. only reason I put the R there is not for the doctor. You don't need to talk about recare, but that's for a perfect handoff. So your team remembers to say, did they get scheduled for their cleaning or did they not get scheduled? Because that way they're not walking out the door without getting that cleaning scheduled. Um, and Eric says, love it, Kira. I know. Don't you love uh, Kira? Thanks. <laughs> Here is the best. Okay, um, a couple of things. So for patients who are, like, they have a very extensive treatment plan. They haven't seen a dentist since um, since ice ages. Mm -hmm. Are you, like, where do you find the, like, when do you present all of the treatment versus phasing the treatment? How do you... How do you navigate that? Because obviously this is our first time meeting. We just spent an hour and a half, two hours together. And I told you, you needed a lot of stuff. Mm -hmm. Like, But I also, I, I don't want to scare the patient off. Mm -hmm. um, but I also want to assume the yes. yes. So yeah. Mm -hmm. So what do we do, Kira? All right. So uh, this is a zone, Ashley. And I'm so glad you brought it up because I think doctors get really uncomfortable here. Guys, I'm not a doctor, so I can't speak to that. What I can speak to is on the team side, just tell us what they need to have. What you're doing is you are building trust and report with your patients, and you do need to build that trust and report. You are the expert. So I will say doctors, the more confident you are in your treatment planning, the more that patient is going to follow suit with you. And I get it. Um, what we can say is like, hey, Kira, this is like my favorite thing, guys, is I'm always about the great news is. I don't care if their mouth is bleeding everywhere. Tell mm. them the great news. So the great news is we've got some work to do and you're in the best place. We're going to take it step by step to help you out. So always spin it into a positive. So I will say, doctors, one of the coolest things you can do is first and foremost, compliment that patient. Uh, we have to remember, like uh, everyday people don't get to put their fingers in my mouth. <laughs> Yet we come to the dentist and that is what's the expectation of like, hey, I've never met you, but I'm going to put my fingers in your mouth and we're going to get real close and your head's going to be between my legs and it's going to be great and it's totally normal. And then you're going to spend 20 grand for this. Like that's dentistry. It is weird. But yet at the same time, that's like, so they're feeling already highly uncomfortable. Some strangers putting their hands in their mouth. They feel like, are you judging me? And then you're like, hmm, M-O-D-O. -O. And they're like, What's Mo? What's do? Like, uh, I don't know what these things mean. So what I found is if you can compliment them anywhere, be like, you know what, Kara, your teeth absolutely are stunning. That puts me at ease that I'm not a terrible person, that I'm doing okay, and that you don't think I'm a terrible wreck because I haven't been to the dentist in years. So for these really extensive ones, put them at ease. Kira, I'm so proud of you for coming in here. And guess what? Your teeth are absolutely beautiful. And we're going to take care of the things in your mouth. And I'm going to promise you that we're going to get you back to good health. Fantastic. I just felt confidence from you. I know I can do this. So then the second half of it is, all right, so this is how I would love it. Like, hey, Kira, do you mind if I take a look? And they're going to say yes. This is the same thing. Doctors, the more you can get this patient to say yes, the more likely they will be to say yes to treatment in the future. So just realize it's pre-priming. Can I lean you back? Can I take a look? Get them mm -hmm. to say yes to you. After that, you're going to say, okay, I'm going to, we're going to do the whole thing. I'm going to look at everything. And then I'm going to make it really simple. And we're going to get, we're going to find out how to get started. So go through and do the comprehensive. 
you've talked to them, like, okay, so Kira, I want to know where are you at? I know patients are all different. Are you the patient who wants to like know the bottom line, everything that it takes? Are you someone who wants to phase it out? Guys, every patient's not going to be the same. Every treatment plan's not going to be the same. Ask them questions of what they prefer. Have you saved up for this? Are you prepared for this? Is this something you're going to want to talk financing? Ask those questions directly because they just gave you the silver platter of how they want to be told and how they want to be treated. So what you can do from there is then they're like, you know what, Ashley, tell me the bottom line. I have been saving. I know it's been a while. So I'd love to just know what's going on. And then we'll break it down from there. Perfect. Well, for them, they may have saved two grand. We're talking 20 grand. We've got a gap. That's okay. My job as a TC is to find and close that gap. So that's how I would say to do it with them is to really just dive into like, what do you prefer? Did you want to do this in sections? Have you, have you saved up for it? Do you need third-party financing? What is your ultimate goal? Also, I love to ask those patients, like, what are they looking for? And I totally sold this from another office of, are you looking for cosmetics? Like, what, what do you care about the most, Kara? Cosmetic, function, cost, or longevity? Literally say it in that order. Most people do cost first. Don't do that. Do you care about cosmetic, function, cost, or longevity? Once you find out what this patient cares about the most, you use that as a personal lever and driver to find out exactly how to present the treatment to them. Guys, for me, it's cosmetic and longevity. I actually like give me the bottom line. If you tell me it's 10 grand, fantastic. If it's going to make me look like a million bucks and I'm going to be some hot old lady, fantastic. Sign me up. That's what I care about. But some other people are like, I care. I will promise you, I have only heard, I think one time in all of this where someone said their number one thing was cost. Most of them will say something else and then cost is usually their second. Fantastic, I now know. So it really depends. And I'm not gonna say there's like a one cut and dry, like I present it all or I do it in phases. I personally, depending upon the patient, I like to ask them that. I do want them to at least know that there is treatment that needs to be done. And here's how we're gonna easily make it done for them. Oh my gosh, that was so good. And if you guys didn't catch all that, make sure to rewind and uh, listen to it again, because what Kira did there is so genius. You ask all the questions, one, to get them to say yes first. Like you're asking permission. May I lean you back? Can I, you know, this? And um, so you're already priming the pump. You're getting that. You're, you're giving them options, but those options are gearing towards the yes. And then I love that you, um, I'm going to start using that, the, um, what, what's most important to you, mm-hmm. cosmetics, function, longevity, or cost. And yes. I love that you mentioned cost last, because mm-hmm. if they bring it up first, then it's like, okay, well, this is a, an entirely different conversation. But then you also know that you shouldn't be presenting an $80,000 treatment plan to someone who doesn't care about longevity or cosmetics. Totally. Um, It saves you time as well. Yes. And you can actually have your hygienist do that, Ashley. So that's what this office did that I, I was a patient at this office. They had it on a laminated sheet and the hygienist said, Hey, Kira, of these four things. And also I think it's brilliant. They didn't ask me to say what I care about the most. Cause I might have said, Oh, I care about cost. But when Mm -hmm. they listed those four items out, I was like, Oh, I care about cosmetic and longevity. I, because they had set up what question to ask me, I then was able to tell them. So yes, it saves the doctor time. You also can guide, but just so you know, even a $20,000 treatment plan, I can talk to them about cost because it will never be cheaper or more predictable than it is today. So no matter what they give you, your treatment plan can still be the same. Just the lever and the reasoning will be tailored to what they want. I love it. 
Love it. And then, um, so we, I want to be respectful of everyone's time, but let's, let's wrap up because this is only part one of the, the amazing Kira Dent. Um, Erica asked a, a really wonderful question that I know a lot of us um, struggle with also. What does the handoff from doctor to treatment coordinator sound like? After I explain all treatment, I usually ask, do you have any other questions for me? And they say, um, no. Do I do it today? Then I usually say the treatment coordinator will be in next. Is there a better way? Perfect. So Erica, I love that you asked this question because two things that I saw in that question are, number one, again, this is my word ninja for you guys. I love to say, instead of, do you have questions for me? I just put them what into questions? a no sprint. You got it, Ashley. Yes. yes. Don't um, really try to avoid yes and no questions in dentistry because just know your patients hate coming to the dentist. Most of them, they hate getting shots. So they want to say no to you, not because they actually want to, but they just don't like coming there. So mm -hmm. let's change it to what questions do you have for me? But honestly, yes. with that is, good job, Ashley. Student Ashley is doing amazing. Um, I, I had a great, <laughs> I had a, a great mentor. <laughs> um, but yes, yeah, so when you give that handoff of, Okay, Ashley, so what's going to happen is I'd like to get you back in about two weeks. Um, we're going to have, uh, I want to take care of that implant for you. It's going to take me about two hours to complete that. And then uh, just so you know, Rebecca is an amazing hygienist. She's going to get you all scheduled, get you taken care of for that. What questions do you have for me before I see you in a couple weeks? Right there is the nice pretty bow. It gets you out of the room. That way you're not having to go and say, um, and because we've already told them we're coming back in two weeks. We're giving you two hours and this is where we're starting it typically will avoid those extra questions but by asking what questions do you have for me if they have the underlying root of are you good at this or uh, what about cost or any of those and then you're like oh my gosh Kira is a wizard with numbers she's going to help you out with all of that that way she can get you taken care of so you're just edifying the person whomever's coming next that way they feel like they're on the winning team with them is um do you recommend or, or have you seen a higher close rate in offices where the treatment coordinators are in the room at the time of presentation by the doctor? For sure. Yeah. So um, the answer is yes. Statistically showing um, your cases will close more if you are in the room and it's chair side. Reason being is we're focused on treatment. We're not close to the door. So psychologically, they're in the mindset for treatment. However, I will say the best way to figure it out is to actually A-B test it, split test. So look to see who the treatment coordinator is, the hygienist, the place, the location, the time, like all those different things, and then start to see which cases you're closing or not closing. Most of the time, I would actually say it's the words you're saying and how you're saying it more than the location, though. Kira, it's always so fun. It's always so content filled whenever we have a conversation. So we are absolutely going to do part one through infinity with Kira Dent. Lots and lots of <laughs> tidbits. You. And if you want to hear her speak about what separates the top 1% of practices she is in, then make sure to come to Napa because she has a whole presentation about that. Uh, you don't yeah. want to miss that. Um, and yeah, do you have any, any last remarks, Kira, before our next uh, session together? Uh, I just want to say thank you. And I would say, doctors, you get to create your own reality. And so decide what reality you want 
and create it. You are masterful and you get to design the life you want to live. And I hope that it's one that you love and, and just be around great mentors. So Ashley, thanks for this opportunity. Oh my gosh. Thank you. It's, oh, I just love you and adore you. And, and you guys, Kira is, um, she is amazing at what she does and she walks the walk and she has been in so many different roles in the dental office. And now she coaches so many practices. So, um, yeah, I can't wait to have you back. And, and then we need to record because I want to know all yeah. about your life, but the personal side on little black dress. So Colin, yes. I, I made sure to show Colin's face. So Colin's here. I love can't, it. Can't wait. Colin. <laughs> and we'll and have guys, you back. Thank you for that. And I was going to say, if you guys want more tips or things like this, like head on over to the podcast um, on our website, thedentalateam.com. Um, so our podcast is The Dental A-Team. So like tons of little tips like this, you can give it to your team. I purposely make it from a team's perspective. Um, but also there's like hiring resources for you guys because I know hiring is a total beast on our website. So just wanted to send those along of just some like fun, easy ways for you guys to just get more easy little snippets of these words and how to say things. But if that's helpful for anybody, uh, head on over to the podcast or to our website, thedentalateam.com. I'm happy to help you guys with anything we can, but it's just awesome, Ashley, to be here. And I'm so excited for all of you guys. You are the future of dentistry. So don't forget you're in the best profession you could ever be in. Yes. Amen to that. Well, thank you guys for watching. And um, we will be back with Kira um, in the near future. And um, Kira is a, a, a contributor, a regular contributor and valued member of this group. So if you have a question, tag her, please, um, mm -hmm. in her brain. And um, go visit all of her resources. Come hear her speak in Napa. And, um, and yeah, you'll, we'll be seeing a lot more of Kira in the future. So thank you guys for hanging out. Thank you. All right, bye. Bye, everyone.